It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, clipping ears? Oh, I like that one. <laughs> it's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am positive Chuck Lockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We'll come at you five days a week with all the freshest of the fresh Clippers news. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a doozy of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a preview of the upcoming matchup against the Bucks, Dude. This is a tough one. This is a finals preview. It was pretty exciting, I thought, the last time we played. Kawhi notably sat. It and, was and no PG. Kind of a big deal to the media. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it's a little bit hard to parse apart this matchup, but we're gonna get into what we need to do well, what could go wrong, as well as, as I said, some key matchups. And then today is Friday, so we've got our Pacific Division rankings. Oh yeah. We do a little bit of a general kind of Western Conference talk. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Quarter of the season. Yeah, it's been a wild quarter of the season where it really does feel like, though, there's only two real teams who pose a real, a tangible threat to get to the finals. It seems like there are two teams that are sticking about uh, above the rest. And, yeah. of course, we're talking about the Suns <laughs> and, the, and the Utah Jazz. And the Utah Jazz. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll have some Pacific Division talk for you, and then we're going to wrap things up with a love, Mary kill. If you listen to the show, you know it. You love it. If you've never listened to the show before, prepare to love it. Welcome <laughs> to a Friday episode. <laughs> As always, please, if you haven't yet, subscribe on iTunes, Locked on Clips. Leave a rating and review. If it's funny, we'll read it. If yeah, it's not sure. funny, we'll read it. If it's critical, we'll read it. So let's get into the show. So we have Clippers versus Bucks in Milwaukee. Last time, there was no PG or Kawhi. We started Lou and Trez. Mm-hmm. Only lost by a couple. Yeah. Which... I think surprised some people. I was a little more surprised it was that close. It was a very close game. It was a very close game. Um, yeah, the fact that we put up 124 on this Bucks team with no Kawhi, no Paul George, it's really pretty impressive. Other guys did step up. Pat had a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Everyone stepped and, up who we needed to. Yeah, and Lou and Trez did Lou and Trez things. They just had Giannis. Um, the Bucks are coming in riding a cool 13-game win streak. Mm-hmm. I thought I was hallucinating when I was looking at the basketball reference little line graph. Yikes. Shaman and Magruder are officially ruled out. No surprises there, really. No surprises there. Jamichael Green, questionable. Can he play? I hope he plays. I hope he I he has to play. If he's not bleeding from the ears, I feel like he's probably fine. <laughs> Coach said it's all right to bleed from the ears. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is a final preview. We also, so we play the Bucks on Friday when you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. We have a day off, and then we play the Wizards on Sunday and the Pacers on Monday. Yes. So we might see maybe some sitting from some guys on Sunday. I hope they go all out for this game. Yeah. What do we need to do well in this game, Will? Um, well, honestly, there's a lot that we have to do <laughs> right. Um, I I think a huge key is just going to be uh, something that I think is a core of our identity, and that's just winning at the line. Yes. They're fourth in, in free throw attempts, but they're 29th in free throw percentage. A large part of that is Giannis. He only shoots 68% at the line. Let's get him to it. Um, 
Kind of. <laughs> they, as a team, are knocking down free throws at a 72% clip. So you see, it's pretty close to Giannis there. You kind of see who's taking the majority of those free throws. <laughs> uh, we're third in attempts, and we're hitting 78%, which is only 16th in the league. But when you're third in attempts, I mean... It kind of evens out a little bit. Yeah, the, like the percentage can fluctuate a little bit. And Kawhi's been missing free throws, which has been really weird. I have to imagine that'll it's even It's been ugly. Out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just looking at their stats, they are top five in field goal percentage, two-point percentage, free throw attempts, uh, defensive rebounds, total rebounds, blocks, points, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So here's my Nerd. thing. With rebounds, so they're first in total rebounds. Yeah. And first in defensive rebounds, but they're 20th in offensive rebounds. We are second in offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds and right behind them in total rebounds. Could the offensive rebounds, though, just be because they're we're just missing more it. shots? Uh, maybe, <laughs> but we're still getting them. Uh, but maybe. And they also might just be punting on offensive rebounds. The Bucks might be. Yeah. Um, but we have to hit the boards. This is where I was. This is right. I think Jermichael makes honestly maybe the biggest difference that he could make in this game. Yes. Is that right place, right time board situation. Um, you have a nice note in here about efficiency. We got to be efficient. They are the most efficient offense in the league. Uh, as a team, 48% from the floor, 91 field goal attempts per game. We're 12th in terms of efficiency, 46%, which is, you know, it's right up there. Yeah. But we're at 90 field goal attempts per game. Like, the the margins are, are razor thin. For sure. Uh, and it's, it's going to be hard to get a win like this on the road. So, got to be efficient. And into the efficiency. Kawhi, I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> um, they are shooting 35% from threes while throughout the season. And mm -hmm. at, for total, we're at 36%. But... The last three games, we are shooting 43% from three. Love it. So we need to be around this mark mm -hmm. to have... We got to shoot 43% as a team we, to win this one? We just got to float around it. We just got to right. float around it. 39%. Hey, no problem. It's only 3% more. Yeah. Um, And this is where I think we, we see... We did shoot 42% as a team last time. And when we... Which is terrible. Came close to coming up. Uh, from three? Oh, I thought you just meant total. Oh, no. Um... What we need to do well, this would be such a perfect dynamic duo game. Yes. You know, like PG and Kawhi combining for 65, 22, and 15. Not entirely impossible in any way. Yeah. I don't think at all. Because um, I think that those, I, I mean. One I, of them is going to score 30. We say this every time, but like I, I do think that like Middleton and Bledsoe will struggle to guard these guys or Middleton and Giannis, whoever they end up putting on, on, yeah. on them. One of them scoring 30. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. Probably. Unless things are going bad. Horribly. Uh, like that Spurs game last week. Um, I think it's probably going to be Paul George because mm -hmm. I don't know what's stopping him. Um, I, I would really love to see like the first, like the big, this is the big, I mean, this is obviously the biggest test we've had all year. Fuck it, man. Let's have a Wizards game. They'll both <laughs> go for 30. I'm saying this would be great to have the first like st stamp on it, wax seal, two, one, three game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. first, like, oh, this is what full capacity on offense. Both these guys look like for sure. What could go wrong in this game? Uh, I mean, there's a variety of things. There's a couple things. One thing shooting out of me is Giannis could shoot 57% from three again, which is absurd that that happened to us. I had a tweet that we were guarding Giannis at, okay, fine, shoot at LOL levels right in the beginning of the game, and that just came back to bite me in the ass. 
because he just hit. Yeah. Which you have to live with, though, which is what's so I frustrating. I think that you live with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes it so frustrating because Doc in the post game presser was like, we had a list of guys who we said can shoot from three, and he was one of those guys. Yeah. And, and I, don't see, I don't see any reason why that would change, to be honest with you. Yeah. With, just, you, can't, you can't stop everything, man. You can't stop anything. The starting lineup was so different. Yeah. When in that game. Yeah. Dude, if he shoots 57% from three again, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a boat. There's 11 holes. You only got 10 fingers. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> you got 10 toes, though, too. No, 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 no. The toes <laughs> no, can't. No, no, no. You got to keep your shoes on. You lost those when the boat started to get 11 <laughs> you gotta holes. You got to keep your it. shoes on, dude. Um, uh, if we don't take care of the ball, I think that things could go very poorly for for us. I, yes. I mean, turnovers, yeah, I mean, you could look it over at a lot of ways, but this was definitely a contributing factor in what lost us this game. Uh, we average around two more turnovers a game than them just on the season. Yeah. Uh, the last time we met up, though, we had 19 turnovers, which – is higher than our average, which is high already. Uh, and we gave up 23 points off those turnovers. They had 15 turnovers, and we only generated 14 points off of those turnovers. So the transition offense has fast to break. Be there. We held in there with them last time. I yeah. think they only outscored us by maybe two points, which was surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, in this last meeting, so I, I think that that could be. Um, I think that we can keep running with them. They're first in pace. Yes. Which is a little troublesome. That's scary, man. They're I, a scary team. I get scared about pace really more so at home. Like when you're when or I guess when the Clippers are away. Gotcha. Because I think, you know, the crowd fuels a little more yeah. into that thing. There's no real tangible stat on this. If you have a problem with it, feel free to let me know. Um, but if they get out to like if Giannis gets a couple big transition dunks right in the beginning or something like that. Look, I just man, if it's not a transition three, it should <laughs> basically be scoreless. I just I want to see the transition as a whole better because that is one of our. I don't think we mentioned this actually on yesterday's episode about some of the things we didn't like about the offense and defense. Transition as a whole for both. Yeah, transition offense has been really bad. I I feel like we've shored up the defense a little bit better. Yeah. Um. At least to my eye, I haven't like dug into it, so I apologize for that. But it, it like your apology not accepted. <laughs> defensively, it's like better. Let's get into some key matchups for what we need to do for this one. I am going all of us versus Giannis. We are all we guarding are Giannis. All guarding Giannis. Uh, Kawhi had some very succinct thoughts on Giannis. He said, "Aggressive, plays hard, very skilled, seven footer with handles, can drive, great post moves, outside shot, can pass, and all that together, and he's tough." And he's playing defense on the other end. Kawhi just talks like a scouting report written in the 1980s, but he's totally right. Um, we're going to need a team effort against this, but you have some really good stats in here about Kawhi specifically versus Giannis, which I think we both think it's going to be. I don't know if I want Kawhi to guard him the whole time. I want Kawhi to guard him for oh, I want the whole Kawhi, time. I no want switch. Kawhi to guard him for the majority of possessions. Look, man, just like the track record, Kawhi is eating Giannis up. Like, he's just eating him up. Through, like, if we look at the, the Eastern Conference Finals, through six games, Kawhi was on Giannis for 100 possessions. Hundo. He held Giannis to 35% field goal percentage. Giannis went 7 of 20. Um, he did have help. So this is where Zoo comes into play because he had help with Gasol on that. Gasol played well in helping him out for sure. But for sure. For I, sure. Agree, I agree with that point. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. They haven't seen Kawhi guard Giannis yet. 
I mean, other than, you know, last year. You mean you had, as a Clipper? As a Clipper. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, other than last year, and we don't run the same defensive system as Toronto. So, well, Rex Kalamian is a Toronto former. That is true. Um, but I got a six degrees of separation. I don't man. really want it to be Kawhi the whole time because I think if he's really locked in defensively, that's great. But we might lose a little offense. But we also have Paul George. It's conflicting. I don't want Paul George on him at all. Not at Some all. Some other no, no, options no, 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 no. we have. Uh, last time we played, uh, we threw a lot of looks at Giannis. There were multiple people who had him like eight to ten possessions. Um, one of them being Jamichael, who did not do so great. One of them being Trez, who statistically did pretty well. He held him to four. He he, he held him to four of eight through eleven possessions. Uh, and it, while that doesn't sound that impressive, you have to take into account that uh, he went three of four from three from those. Which is like he's not. So like over half of his. He's sagging. Trez is off him. Yeah. Basically. So a, so half of those field goal attempts he was taking from three, which were really surprising. He just happened to hit at a higher clip um, than he normally does. But you look at him against Zoo, this is and defensively, like. Zoo is a great great matchup for him. Through nine possessions, he held him to one of four. As soon as Giannis um, gets a foot in the paint, get Zoo right in front of him. Yeah. Which is going to be most of his possessions. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that maybe maybe if you're trying to preserve some Kawhi minutes, you, you have Zoo start out uh, guarding him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We got a couple more we can get into. Pat versus Middleton. I'm assuming that they go back to this. Like, I'm not positive that you know they're. This is a new. The, you know, this is an entirely different <laughs> Clippers starting lineup than we ran out against them last time. But Pat guarded Middleton for about 26 possessions of the last game. Uh, Middleton went 0 of five in those minutes. Love that. Who do we really want to see guarding whom in the starters? I actually had a different thought. I maybe want Mo strictly on Bledsoe. Okay. And then kind of do the switch and play free safety on other stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, other than maybe just stick. So maybe. Wait, hmm. why couldn't Pat still guard Middleton if Mo was guarding Bledsoe? Sorry, I'm at Bev on Bledsoe. Gotcha. Um, Bev strictly on Bledsoe. Maybe Kawhi strictly on Giannis for the start. See what's going on. <sighs> I don't know, man. We if if it's if it's Mo, I, I really ass- like Mo on. I really like Mo on Bledsoe. I, I like I, Pat on Middleton. I got to assume it's going to be Mo, Kawhi, Paul George out there in the middle three. Yeah. So for that, I'm like, let's just switch. Yeah. They're all such. Or you could put Mo Paul George. You could put Paul George right on ball against Bledsoe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's. And, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was say get into this Trezon Lopez thing because this is very illuminating. So. Trez started last time. Yes. Uh, we played the Bucks. Controversial decision amongst <laughs> the fan base, apparently. Trez on the Lopez, either either Lopez. Has their number. He has their numbers. Uh, through 30 possessions against Brooke Lopez, Trez had 15 points on 50%, uh, 50% from the floor. Uh, through 16 possessions against Robin, he had 12 points, 71% field goal percentage. These guys... Uh, you know, I like the Lopez's, of course. They're, you know, they're uh, great, great prototypical centers. These are not guys made to guard the pick and roll yes. with, with Trez in there. Um, 
So I think that that is a, a lineup that, that needs to be exploited. I hope that Trez has a big night in this one. It'd be great to see him go off for, you know, mid-20s, low-30s. Maybe 12 boards. What What's else? your prediction for this one? What's rewarding? <laughs> <laughs> What's your prediction? Uh, Since half the episodes man. for this insanely good game. I'm nervous about this one, man. I think that it's a close-fought battle. I think that doing it on the road is hard, and ultimately we come up short. I Why think, don't uh, we do it on the road? I think uh, 120 to 126 bucks. I'm planting the 2-1-3 flag. I think we see a statement game from okay. the duo of Paul George and Kawhi. All right. I think we win. I think it's, it's crazy close. I think it's going to be like one... 12-109. Okay. One of those. Yeah, lower scoring. One of those. Gotcha. Coming up after this, we got some real quick Pac Div and Western Conference talk. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Pacific Division Power Rankings, I feel like it's a little bit of a moot point. Not yeah, forever. I just, I just kind of put the team, like, all right, so, I, I mean, I put Lakers and Clippers tied at one. Yeah. Then we got... Suns? Suns. Kings? Kings, Warriors. It's Warriors. the same. Yeah. So let's get into kind of some Western Conference contender talk. Absolutely. True contenders in the Western Conference that I see. Okay. In terms of teams that could legitimately win the championship, not some weird fan you meet who's telling you about it. The Clippers and the Lakers are the only two teams in the West that seem like they have a real shot at. And I'm saying this as of 12-5. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, quarter of the way through the season, man, I... There's not any other team that I am, if I'm a Western Conference team, that I'm more worried about. Than either of these two teams. Um, and it's I don't like... And if you go through the Clippers or the Lakers and you manage to get through them in that first round of the playoffs as of right now with how the teams are playing, you're exhausted. Yeah. But aside from those two, we got the Nuggets in third, the Mavs are in fourth... Like, I would put the Rockets above the Mavs as we go oof. down as we go down the stretch. Yeah, I still. I don't know, man. Westbrook's having like his worst season ever. Yeah, I know he's always having his worst season ever. And he still makes the playoffs. Yeah, but it's not looking good in Houston, dude. They're protesting games. They're up fifteen points. <laughs> like, I just don't know. He's been so bad for their offense. Yeah, like the numbers with him off the court are all better for the Rockets. What if they could figure it out defensively, though? I mean, that'd be tight. I also, I know I harp on this a lot. They play too short of a rotation in the regular season, I think. Yeah. Like, nine guys get run. Yeah, I know, so they're ready for the playoffs. (laughs) I do like that logic. Um, They just played 82 games, dude. They got this thing on lock. They got to chill, dude. Um... And you, for you, the Jazz are nowhere. No. I no. I think TPJ was saying the Jazz aren't going to make the playoffs, which is such a bold thing to do on Twitter because Jazz's Twitter is like either very friendly or very ruthless. Yeah. Shout out Hoops and Brews, by the way. 
Um, I don't see the... No, I don't. Maybe they get hot. Maybe if there was, you know... The, I mean, they're sixth in the Western Conference right now. They're 12 and 10. Oof. Maybe if they had the play-in game and they got it and they were hitting hot, they could <laughs> they could have a nice run. Um, what do you mean they're making the playoffs? Maybe. They're 12 and 10. They're sixth in the Western Conference. Yeah, but 12 and 10... I don't know. I think it's going to be... What do you think is... So you think the eighth seed might be at 500 in the Western Conference? I think it's possible, yeah. Oof. I just don't see, like we're like you know like just a couple games above. I, I guess a couple games above the, the game way things are going right now. Yeah, that's how I feel. I guess if they're going to be forty four and thirty whatever, but I don't see them going to the finals. Like that's at all? Fair. No, no. You know, like no. no for the and that's what's so hard about the even a conference final. I I no gotta way. be honest. Like I I'm not really seeing it. No, like. The conference finals, if the NBA gets their way, is going to be Clippers-Lakers. Yeah. Because in the Eastern Conference, really it's the Bucks, And who else is legitimately competing for a championship in the East? Well, I mean, the Celtics and Raptors are both 15-5. and five. They're right there. Yeah. But could the Sixers, they... I mean, the Sixers, I think, are going to finish with a much better... I mean, they're still four right now, but I think that they're yeah. going to finish with a better record. I noticed the thing. Sixers Twitter does not like to... Never talks about Tobias when things are going well. It's only when things are going bad. Treat them better, Sixers Twitter, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, Although th- I am familiar with the feeling. <laughs> yes. You think any of those teams have... like? You think if any of those teams match like against the Clippers and the Lakers, it's a 50-50 split? Because with the Bucks, I do, but with any of those other teams, I still give the edge to the Clippers or Lakers. Mostly the Clippers, obviously. In a finals matchup, you're yeah. saying that it's a 50-50 for you between the Clippers and the Bucks? I put the Clippers a little higher, but like that's the Clippers' best competition out of all those teams. Oh, yeah, for that's sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Sixers, we haven't we just haven't played them yet, so I'm like a little bit nervous about how that will go. Yeah. Um, and they might still have some weird gelling or something. Yeah, like a, a bunch of the, the, I guess the unknown is a little scary. I mean, I if we, you know, like in this fantastical scenario in which we make the finals, I like the Bucks as a matchup through seven games. Oof. Um, I really do. You're starting Trez at the five for all seven of those games. Starting Trez at the five. Kawhi's <laughs> guarding. Kawhi plays 48 minutes, guards Giannis <laughs> every minute he's on the floor. Hell yeah, dude. Even on offense. Um but I think Joseph Raya Ward, who you should follow if you like the Clippers or just fun things, had a tweet where he was like, the NBA was so hyped up to be this like wide open thing. And a quarter of the way through the season, it's like, all right, Clippers, Lakers, Bucks. Everyone else is kind of competing for like the underdog run. Yeah. I, I think I totally agree with that. But it's, I mean, you know, things could change in the playoffs. I still do think the Clippers are the best team in the NBA, obviously. We've gone through so much turmoil already. That's true. In terms of roster stuff. It's true. Man, I hope the pack div kind of stays like it is. I kind of like just having this like... Two teams? Two teams. We don't really have to worry about playing tough conference games. I guess that's fair. I don't know. I like like it when the pack div is topsy-turvy. I do too, but maybe not when the team from across the hall is playing so well. Yeah. That's what makes it real tough. You got anything else in packed in Western Conference talk? Nah, I'm divved out. I want to give a shout out to Matt George. I hope he's doing okay. Kings just seem like it's just it's just hard to be a Kings fan right now. And I don't mean that like a rude way. It's just like injuries, like tough go. Yeah, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, but also you kind of love to see it. Uh, coming up after this, 
we have a classic Friday edition of Love, Mary Kill. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on? So it's Love, Mary Kill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Charles is obsessed with the wave now. There was wave talk on the last episode. It's Friday. I thought we could have some fun with it. <laughs> So we I, only, I only typed out wave once in this episode. <laughs> what are some other fun things the crowd could do? Um, so one of the options is the Clippers have like kind of a weird amount of indoor pyrotechnics during the national anthem. It's true. Uh, when they, whenever the singer says "and the rockets red glare," there's like four like I don't know bottle rockets, I guess, kind of <laughs> that shoot up, and then bombs bursting in air gets four smaller explosions right after that. It's a good time. But could it be more? Yes. The idea, you give each courtside fan a flare to hold up. A Al- flare? Alter- they have them in Greece. Alternating in red and blue during the national anthem. Alternative option, you give two out to each fan. Each person has a red and blue one. And you maybe have them spin or something like that. That seems no, like this makes- is a coward's game. You give everyone in a, in attendance a freaking mortar shell okay, and a tube. Crazy. I don't think that's going on. Uh, we can do mortar or flare. Or a Roman candle. Flare everyone seems- gets a Roman candle. <laughs> flare seems more practical somehow in this scenario. Um, and then, they, you know, you make the anthem a little more fun. It's a little more terrifying for everyone involved. All the home fans are used to it, so we get, an, you know, an advantage. I love it. That's the first option. Second option, the first 20,000 fans, which is the complete capacity of Staples Center, in attendance receive comically large, hyper-realistic Steve Ballmer <laughs> masks, plus a gingham shirt. The shirt is huge. Uh, they got a discount for getting, like, a huge shirt. All Clippers Spirit will also have the heads on, same with the Hoop Troop. Okay. This just seems like a good time. That seems like a great gag. Great gag. Also, imagine you're, you know, it's a two-point game. You just got fouled on a three-point shot. You're the visiting team. Something crazy happened. You step up to the line, and you look at the basket, and behind the basket is 3,700 Steve Ballmers. It seems wild. I love it. And they're playing a bunch of sound effects of Steve Ballmer just losing his mind over the speakers. Third option. This one's a little random. Indoor helicopter. Okay. No real explanation needed. It's a helicopter. Full-size helicopter. <laughs> Full-size. As big as you can fit in Stable Center. Maybe it's one of those like, small ones you can build yourself, and it's just like one guy. <laughs> um, no real explanation needed. Helicopter that flies around inside Stables with a Clippers banner. However, one caveat. If two free throws are missed by the opposing team in the fourth quarter, thousands of sandwiches will be placed on the propellers of the copter and then flown above the crowd to distribute them evenly. You realize if there's sandwiches on the propellers, like there's no way it's getting into the air with sandwiches still on it, right? I feel like you're thinking of this as a normal indoor helicopter, and this is a Steve Ballmer purchase indoor helicopter. <laughs> All right, that's this fair. is the this is the tugboat of indoor helicopters. Because <laughs> also the way that I'm saying this makes it seem like there's indoor helicopters and outdoor <laughs> helicopters. There's an indoor helicopter. What do you got on this one? I see you added something. Uh. 
in China, there's these crazy drone installation art things that are going on. Yeah. Where it's like a bunch of drones flying in unison and they make like weird robots and shit like that. I'm into I'm that. Thinking that, but Steve Ballmer. Okay, like the drone. It just makes Steve. a huge Steve Ballmer. It's it has kind of a 1984 vibe. No, it's I don't vibe. like. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's like, he's flying around the crowd, and it's a huge, it's a bunch of drones in the form of Steve Ballmer's face, and it's just like everybody having a good time. <laughs> what if they gave Ballmer one of those hover packs, like Ballmer himself? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, so which of these are you loving, marrying, and killing? Oh, also, just as another yep. one, um, because LA as a city does love feeding stray cats. You just let Don't out even... a bunch of stray cats at some point. Everyone loves the football stray cat. I say we just let every person release a stray cat into the stadium at a certain point when things are when we're feeling it and we're up by a comfortable margin. Okay. So which one of these do you love marrying and killing? <laughs> Don't even get me started on the stray cat problem in the United States. I'll go on forever. Anyway, go ahead. Um. I'm loving, I guess I'm loving the indoor helicopter. It's a good idea. It just It's seems, not a good idea. No, but. it seems like something is going to go terribly, terribly wrong. Um, and I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I do want there to be a very funny blooper. I don't think anyone's getting hurt. Worst case scenario, we all get free chicken is how I see this one. Yeah. Which one are you marrying? I'm also just a little conflicted about how I feel about helicopters. I'm pro. Like, long-term, they don't make that much sense as a transportation device. It seems fun to be, like, whisked away on a helicopter, but, like... I think it's worth a short Day in, day out? If that's your commute, you, you have the Kobe commute Dog, of if a my helicopter? Com- if my commute no, from, thank you. If my commute from Echo Park to Torrance is by helicopter compared to the bus, I'm taking that every time. I'm not marrying it. Me and Steve, my helicopter pilot. All right, what are you, what are you marrying? I'm marrying this bomber mask idea. That's a good idea. I like it. I like it. No. It's a little too Orwellian. It's a little too scary for me. I don't like the idea of people being so good at flying drones, or even if they're computer flown, I don't care. Uh, all together in one thing, I, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, you really turned on this idea very fast. And then the straight cats thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Two cats can can be parents to something like ten thousand. It's like it's a it's an absurd number. Look it up. Uh, I think releasing a lot of stray cats at one time seems wholly irresponsible. What happens if it just turns into a fuckball? <laughs> I mean, you're bringing up a lot of good points about your own things. Stray cats also kill one billion birds in the United States every year, which is not a good. There thing. are a lot of birds in Staples Center that I'm worried about. So. <laughs> yeah, man, it'd be great if Staples had bats. <laughs> all, all the stray cats just attack Chuck the Condor. <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, I'm going to love. I'm loving the flares. I think a responsibly handled flare giveaway leads itself to great memories for the kids. Um, you know, maybe we have some smaller flares for the kids that don't burn as long. It's like when you're at church and they give you the one candle on midnight mass or whatever. Oh, I'm also killing this idea. This is, giving a bunch of this people is a fireworks idea. is a bad idea. This is, it's always, it's literally never been a bad idea. Um, I'm loving that. I'm marrying, I think I'm marrying the bomber mask thing. Dude, it's good. If Charlie like, Widows is listening to this, which he probably isn't, first of all, shout out Charlie Widows, one of the nicest people. In the shout Clippers out the entire Clippers media team. We, I mean, we, we love, we love we, them. We tend to take it for granted, but like as fans, we have like one of the we have better, the if not the best media teams. Yeah, 
always putting out great content. Huge shout out. But Charlie Widows, if you're listening, maybe the bomber mask thing takes off. Steve would probably love it. Yeah. Jerry West probably would love it too. It'd be funny if there's one Jerry West head in the crowd. How about that? One person gets the Jerry West head. Um, And then I think I have to kill, sadly, the indoor helicopter, the drones, and the cats. All right. Just seems a little You're always killing cats. (laughs) Yeah, you know me. We also had this idea yesterday of if there was a crow's nest somewhere in Staples and there was just a punk punk band band playing. And he was like, Patrick Beverly! Defensive rebounds! L.A.R. Way! L.A.R. Way! Yeah. Um, Oh, a note on the L.A.R. Way chant from yesterday. We both kind of said we didn't like it. Yeah. They need to change the cadence. That's all that needs to change. L-A-R way. Yeah. L-A-R way. That's much more like, oh my God, the yeah. whole crowd's into it. Yeah. Because what is it right now? L-A-R way. It's, like it's like how no one sings. Yeah. L-A-R way. Our is a one syllable word. Like it doesn't. Anyway, real quick, what happens on Sunday against the Wizards? That game was not really ever previewed tonight. Uh, I don't know. We beat some ass. Fat dub. I think maybe Kawhi sits because it's a back-to-back, but we'll see. Yeah. Paul George puts up 40. Who cares? <laughs> I'm down. Um, if you guys have any other ideas about the Love, Mary Kill stuff, please let us know. Always let us know. No one ever does, but... Let us know anything you're thinking. Just send us a, send us a tweet. Send us a line over at Locked send on Clips. Send us a DM. Send us a DM at, at Locked on Clips, at Charles Mockler, at Will Updike. We'll get back to you. Monday's episode, we have a recap of the hopeful victories over the Bucks and Wizards. That's right. We're going to have the freshies. And of course, because we have another back-to-back this weekend, we're going to preview on the game against the Pacers. A little tough. Your boy Sabonis out there. <laughs> Love him. Sabonis versus Trez. As always, I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. Thank you so much for listening. I'm William the Opinion Update. Appreciate you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 